This is the Daily Flyer with Kevin Durso. What's up, Flyers fans? Welcome to the Daily Flyer, your look at the Philadelphia Flyers on a daily basis. I'm Kevin Durso. This is a new series that I'll be doing as part of the Flyers coverage on SportsTalkPhilly.com and 97.3 ESPN, providing a daily podcast. Sometimes it'll be included with a video, sometimes it'll just be the audio, and it'll allow you to get a brief look at the Flyers on a day-to-day basis throughout the season. You may have heard me on the Flyerdelphia podcast or listened to my on-air spots on 97.3 ESPN or my Flyers minutes on there as well, and this will be something like that, maybe about five or ten minutes of Flyers talk that will lead into the main podcast every week. During the offseason, this particular podcast, uh, the Flyer Delphia podcast is publishing on three Fridays. Uh, you saw our first one last Friday ahead of the draft. We'll have another one this week ahead of free agency, one more next week to put a wrap on the busiest time of the offseason. For the Daily Flyer, I'll be doing this weekly as news happens around the Flyer, so expect it this week and next week from there. Who knows? Just expect it as news breaks for the rest of the season. Once camp begins in September, I'll begin doing these every day with the exception of Mondays. On Mondays, you can expect the Flyer Delphia podcast, which will be a longer and more in-depth look at the Flyers on a regular basis. So let's get right into it. And for this Daily Flyer, the draft is in the books, and I wanted to go into a few things from draft weekend. And the week leading up to the draft was especially busy, and we highlighted that in the Flyer Delphia podcast last weekend. This offseason, has not been about the popular noise-making move, and I think that's what everyone expected and everybody wanted. So when you look at the off-season moves that the Flyers have made, there's nothing earth-shattering about any of these moves. They trade and sign Kevin Hayes, who was going to be a free agent. Uh, That's a seven-year deal. They trade for two veteran defensemen in Matt Niskanen and Justin Braun. And then they traded down in the draft... Uh, from the 11th overall pick to the 14th pick, got back into the second round, which is a good thing. But at the time when the 14th pick rolled around, you had Cole Caulfield, a 72-goal scorer, still sitting on the board. That's excitement. There's a lot of excitement around that prospect. Everybody was expecting the Flyers to go that direction, and they took defenseman Cam York instead. And Cam York is a good prospect, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that any of these moves are bad moves. It's just not exciting enough for a lot of people. Winning is a cure-all. If this team comes together in its current form or with a few more tweaks here and there, plays better under a new coach and a new system, none of this will matter how this went down in the offseason. None of it will matter how people reacted. But if they don't win, it's going to be the last straw for a lot of people if it wasn't already. I thought Chuck Fletcher had a good first draft. The Cam York pick didn't really feel right at the time it was made. But the trade back into the second round was a win and then proved vital in getting another trade completed to move up to 34th overall, get a first-round talent in Bobby Brink. Huge. That's absolutely huge. So to get a player like that means a lot, and that's a big thing too. So when you can have a player like that, two good prospects out of the first two rounds, it felt very much like any other draft that the Flyers have had. Something where they go out, they stockpile on some good prospects at key positions, they get players who have a lot of potential. And you know, the rest of the draft wasn't anything earth-shattering either, but there was balance, needs were filled, and a lot of these prospects have really good upside. That's all you can ask for. But, you know, I think Chuck Fletcher really hit it big on the first two picks. You know, you hope that passing on Cole Caulfield twice, first at the 11th overall pick and again at the 14th pick, doesn't come back to haunt you. But you can't think like that either. It's in the past. This is more about taking Cam York and molding him to be a top defenseman. This is about seeing if Bobby Brink can become what Alex DeBrinkett has become and what 
Cole Caulfield may become down the road. To me, the bigger concern with this team at the moment is that a lot rests on two different things. The first is the expectation that the younger players who are already here can be better. And that's a fair expectation, but, you know, for a lot of them, things weren't very good last season. You know, you can look at Ivan Provorov, Shane Goss, Despair, even Travis Konechny at times. It's not good. Nolan Patrick's another one, too. These are guys who had very trying years, and you can understand it. There's a lot of changes made, and everyone needs to just move forward, especially if you're still part of this team after this offseason. The other isn't going to be the other factor is veterans bouncing back from down seasons, which is a much bigger risk, in my opinion, to get Matt Niskanen back to form, Justin Braun back to a good form, to get everything you expect out of Kevin Hayes, to get James Van Riemsdyk back on track playing for a full season healthy to get that production that you expect out of him to get the rest of the guys at the top with the exception of Sean Couturier there really wasn't much consistency so to get Claude Drew playing more consistently Jake Voracek playing more consistently to get all of these guys playing more consistently and really balancing out the entire lineup another concern that the team will have is the cap you know, it's set at $81.5 million this year. And that leaves you with about $21 million to sign five restricted free agents. It's what it was left with as you entered Monday. And three and a quarter million dollars went to Travis Sanheim for next season. Not a bad value at all. But even that feels like a lot in that moment just because of how much, how little is left after everything happens. And you still have to sign your top defenseman. And you still have to sign a pretty high-end forward, a guy who you expect to get top six minutes, and you still have to sign a backup goalie, and you still need wingers. And it was understandable then when Ryan Hartman was shipped out for Tyler Pitlick. It's On paper, it's a relatively similar move. Hartman's got more upside, probably a little bit more talent, but Pitlick gives you a lot of the same qualities sometimes and can, can score on occasion. He fits into the fourth line. Maybe he's even your 13th forward, but at least you know what you're paying him. I don't know that I would have been comfortable paying Ryan Hartman more than $2 million maximum, and there's a chance that that wasn't even going to be enough, let alone reaching that mark. So I don't know that I mind Ryan Hartman not being on this team as part of the fourth line when you can get a cheaper option in Pitlick. That being said, you've got a lot of things that have to happen still to go. Backup goalie is a big one. Um, adding wingers is going to be a big one, and a lot of restricted free agents headlined by Provorov and Konechny right now. Scott Lawton's got to get done soon enough, too, and then you have Justin Bailey floating out there as well. That could virtually take the Flyers right out of the free agent market right here. You know, Could they be done making any additions and spending for the rest of the offseason once they re-sign these, players to young, these younger players to new deals? This, this could be the case for this team where that's everything they can do this offseason, and what you see with the lineup right now is what you're probably going to get. There's still a chance that the free agency could come into play and they could make some additions. I think that they could certainly look for a, a goalie through free agency. Um, and then I think that there's wingers that they could look to, but they could also look internally for that and try to save some money in that regard too. So those are things we'll talk about more specifically on the next Flyer Delphia podcast, some of the free agents that could be out there, some of the other players that you could see filled in. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the expected contracts for the restricted free agents like Provorov and Konechny. It's definitely a good thing to get Sanheim taken care of, get him out of the way. It's a short bridge deal, but you know it gets the job done for the next two years, and in two years, the cap goes up a little more. Maybe you have freed up some cap space from some of the other veteran defensemen as guys grow into roles, and it could change. It could be a game changer that you only had to pay 
Travis Sanheim six and a half million dollars. So that could, that that all factors in. So we'll see how the rest of this offseason goes. This weekend on the Philadelphia podcast, you can expect much more of that kind of discussion. We'll lead into free agency. We'll talk about the other things that went down this week as well. More on Sanheim, more on the Pitlick trade for Hartman, a lot of other things too. So that's all for this week's Daily Flyer. Thank you for tuning in. Catch this episode and all episodes of the Daily Flyer on YouTube as well as on all of our podcast networks, including iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. This has been the Daily Flyer. I'm Kevin Durso. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Daily Flyer with Kevin Durso.